Wow, 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 wow. Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 22. We're up and about because, boy, oh, boy, the Euros have been fucking excellent. The Euros have been bloody excellent. And apparently, it's coming home. If it's coming home means it's going to Rome, I assume. Who knows? Anyway, Tommy's on the other end of the line. We're going to talk about the Euros, obviously. Here we go. Tommy, welcome aboard. What have you got for me? Hi. I was just going to pick you up on, can it, can it be coming home if it's never been home? How can something be coming back if it's never been there in the first place? This is a good point you make. Um, Thanks. I don't know how far we need to delve into a, uh, a, a joke about football and where it comes from and where it's going, but yes. we're going to. No, we shouldn't, we shouldn't stir the shit too early because this is really... <laughs> England fans are on cloud nine right now. They don't want to listen to us trying yeah. to bring them down. Sportsbet paid them out. Yeah, while, what on while earth paying them out? Hey, yeah, three black cats. Um, it was pretty funny. Um, Sportsbet obviously have the money to do whatever they want. Really, <laughs> clearly, so clearly they're making they want, bank, man. If they want to pay out bets on England, then uh, good on them. But I'm a bit dirty. They didn't pay out my bet on Italy. That well, would have been handy. Thing. That's that's the thing that arises with this. It's like they've obviously done England because that's going to get them the most promotion in this country. It makes perfect sense marketing-wise. Um, you know, maybe they knew, maybe they had stats that had England to win was less than some of the other nations, or maybe it was the most, depending on how this shit works. But it just, it, I know, I know, sports gambling has no integrity as it is, but when you're putting outright bets on for other nations and they're paying out on one night, it doesn't make really any fucking sense. Yeah. It, re- it really, it, I don't actually have an outright bet for any team, but it, it pissed me off seeing it. Cause I was like, this is not this. I know betting isn't fair. Like I totally understand all of it, but it's, you're really just throwing it in our faces that this is all bullshit. Yeah. I guess uh, it uh, taps into that human element of, um, you know, we can't just be happy for the people that had money on England and have just won money. Because what about me? What about me? What about my money? Right there. Yeah, there's a bit of that. Of course, there's a bit of that. Yeah. they. Um, I've got a feeling as well, the numbers, the money they've probably taken on for France to win was probably huge. Bang. That's exactly what it was. Yep. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it was. Lots of people were loading up on France to win. So I'd imagine... You know, that trend was probably not just, it was likely not just in my friendship circle. It was likely across Australia and across wherever. So um, I gather that's had a lot to do with it as well. I wonder if you had an outright bet on England, got paid out. uh, Would you put another one on them? Or would you Uh, just take your winnings now and try and disperse them? Well, I guess if you were a, uh, if you were supporting England and wanted them to win it, you probably wouldn't put more money on them. Because you've already won on that and you can just ride the games now without worrying about the bet. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, it makes it way more uh, way more enjoyable. I got a before we get into the games, I got obviously you know I got my two two of my bets so far have come up. Gets yeah. in there. Good one. Kai Havertz well. Havert did top score for Germany with a whopping two goals. <laughs> and uh that's kind of left field for you to pick him. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon it was. When you told me at the time, I was like, yeah, 
I could see it happening, but I like, it wouldn't have been my first pick. I like going for attacking midfielders that score goals um, yep. just because they're a lot of the time they're just as likely to score as a striker, but um, depending on the team, but with much better value attached to them. So Havertz was obviously at 10s and I got Emil Forsberg as well from Sweden. Sweden scored five yeah, goals this tournament. He scored four of them. So that ended uh, up being money a pretty in the, good bet too. Yeah. Money in the bank from the outset. Yeah. So if uh, if Italy could go on with it and win it, that would be handy for the bank account. But uh, yeah. What are, the, what are the other two that you have? Uh, I put some uh, an interesting one on. I uh, put on Mason Mount, player of the tournament. Put five dollars okay. on that. It was at ridiculous odds because I just thought, you know, um, he's an exciting young player who can score goals, and I thought if England go all the way and he gets game time, but he hasn't got game time, so we won't worry about that. The other one I have is Kiesa to be player of the tournament. Hasn't played much Ooh. early on, but he did come on and score the winner in the game we're about to talk about. Um, and yeah, he no, let's go straight into it then. He is being tipped to probably start from here on in in place of Berardi. So uh yeah, Which is that's fair, I think. So that's still Definitely. on. But um if he has a big one in the quarters, semis and final, if they make it, should they make it? But we'll get into it should now, I guess. It? We can we can start with the Italy game. Uh probably a might have surprised a few. I know we we thought Italy we you talked up Austria a little bit, but I think we both ended up on Italy probably still winning relatively comfortably. And it was Everything but. I thought it was going to be way more comfortable. Definitely, I knew I knew Austria were going to um, put up at least some sort of resilience to the Italian barrage that we were expecting. And you know, to an extent, it was there. They did have a lot of shots at goal. Yeah. Um, I thought the first half attempt from Immobile that hit the crossbar. I reckon that's the best shot on goal that hasn't been a goal so far in the tournament. The best non-goal. And- the best non-goal, definitely. Best non-goal. And that, yes. Yeah. This is sure. the thing. That was so sweet. And yeah. the dip on it right at the end. Yeah. It deserved awesome. to be a goal. Yeah. It looked beautiful. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I threw a lot of wild predictions out last week. And by my count, really, I got zero out of three. But yeah. uh, Austria, were, they were good value. They were good value. Second half of extra time. They really, really knocked on the door. Yeah, they were good. Um they just, uh, I don't know what happened with Italy. They just, uh, I don't know. You think they switched off? They might have. Um, Austria obviously just brought it and gave them a bit of the run. I don't know. Like teams generally go through a tournament having a poor game somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that looked like it might have been Italy's poor game. I mean, because when you look at, they've, they'll play Belgium next. And that's a game where they could play they could likely play better than they did against Austria and still lose that. Um, yes. So they, yeah, it did seem to have a bit of an off day. And then uh, I think they'd gone maybe a bit stale, like I said before, with the likes of uh, Domenico Berardi. Really good player. He's been playing well, but his end product hasn't been the best this tournament. And then he was obviously replaced by uh, Federico Chiesa, who is just a, he's a born match winner kind of guy he's just an x-factor guy who'll pop up and do something important when you need him and he did and got a goal um as did another atalanta midfielder Pacino. yeah Pacino. yeah no i um 
I thought Kiesa's goal was phenomenal. The touch inside the box to beat that player yeah. is like the composure and the just like the state of mind is insane. And he, it's like uh, the ball from, I'm going to fuck up the pronunciation of his name. I've tried to practice it before as well. Spanazzola? Did I do it right? Uh, Spinazzola. Spinazzola. Spin. Fuck so. Spinazzola. Spinazzola. Yeah. Uh, he, again, I think we called him out as like a little bit of a weapon uh, going into the tournament from the wingback position. But gee, yeah. whereas their combination play is they are a fucking weapon of mass destruction, man. George Bush yeah. is going to come hunting these two down. The way they link <laughs> up is is yeah. like a sixth sense. Um, he was in so much space too, Chiesa. Yeah, he was. Uh, that's maybe it's just a like great run. the fatigue and late kind of concentration. I thought it was a good dip. run because yeah, it's, if, if it's you see both. It, when you look at the replay, he he faints to go inside and that takes one defender and the other defender isn't really paying attention, pulls out wide and really makes that space. Yeah. Like, yeah. so clever. It is. I guess that's what Fresh Legs does. And um, I mean, from an Austrian perspective, they would probably be disappointed with... Uh, it's with just one goal, of those definitely. things, you know, when you're playing against a quality side, that's all it can take is that one little lapse in concentration and that can yeah. bury you. Um, the other goal, uh, sorry, just quickly on Spinazzola as well. Um, he's been excellent all tournament, and he sure. is one that flows. Uh, he really flies under the radar because uh, he was at Juve, and they kind of got rid of him, and he's just kind of floated about since at Roma. Roma aren't anything special at all, uh, and he's come to this tournament with probably doesn't have heaps of competition for that left-back spot, but he's filling it anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, he's made it his own, absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the, if not the best left back in the tournament so far. Just, yeah, it's so exciting to watch. And he, he's like, a, encapsulates everything great about Italy right now. It's, yeah. They're just an excitement machine. I'm so glad that, I'm so glad they're playing like this and I'm so glad that they're still in the tournament because we, a lot of big casualties in this round of games, but it's nice to see the, the Italians go through. Shit, I almost said a racial slur then. It's <laughs> nice to the Italians to go through. <laughs> yeah, they're through. Um, I've got a nice fun <laughs> note here you might like uh, about, because uh, Pasina came and came on as well and scored the other goal for the Italians. Another Atalanta midfielder, right? I don't know if you saw this during the week, but there's a stat came up about Atalanta became the fourth team in Euro history Um to have five different goal scorers in one European cup. Oh shit. I didn't so, see this. That's amazing. Um, I can't, I can't name all the players from Atalanta that have scored. Persina's one, obviously uh, Malinovsky's another. Uh, there's potentially another Italian player. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, it shows how rare this happens is the other ones are 2012 Real Madrid, uh, 2000 Barcelona. Sense. And yep. 1984, Andelect. Wow. It was the last time. So 2012 was the last time. But yeah, only four clubs have ever had five different goal scorers at one, one major European tournament. That's remarkable. And for a yeah. team like Atalanta to, yeah. uh, to be able to contribute like that, that's wicked, dude. Yeah, very good. Um, so yeah, they go through. We'll talk about, um, I guess... I guess we can talk about the Belgium game next because that's who Italy will be playing. 
Yeah, let's do that. That's a good way yeah. to do it. Um, Did you watch this? I didn't watch I didn't. this. I haven't caught many of the games this week because, uh, yeah, absolutely flat out, very busy. But yes. I've tried to keep up with many matches and things. Um, yeah, you watched this one. No, it was too late for me. I can I can get the one thirty games. It's the four thirty ones that kill me. I've got to yeah. pick pick and choose. Um, but by all reports, Belgium got absolutely smashed. Like they they scored with their only attempt on target. Yeah, the XG was just deplorable. Like, yeah. I I have no I have no explanation. Yeah, really weird. Usually, that's the sort of job we see Portugal do. Like Portugal get battered <laughs> a bit and then. Ronaldo pops up and scores a goal or something, but this was the other way around. And um, total role reversal. Yeah, I think going into it, we I think last week on the pod we said it was probably a flip of the coin game. I've got <laughs> I've got the quote here. <laughs> definitely <laughs> over two point five goals. <laughs> definitely, I'm gonna definitely yeah, over two ref- goals. Gonna refer back to all of my uh, missteps from last week. Yeah, should be good. Yeah, so. Belgium do get it through. They play Italy in the quarterfinal. Um, De Bruyne is going to be out. De Bruyne. Um, De Bruyne. Eden Hazard's out, but they've still got the good Hazard, Thorgan. He's going to play. So they've got, they've the got an scorer. even mini Hazard. No. Yeah. He's, and what a, what a thumping effort that was. Jesus. There's been some good goals this tournament, mm. but Thorgan's effort is right up there. Yep. Yep. Absolute belter. Like a, um, a goal worthy of deciding a Euro round of 16 game, definitely. Oh, for sure. Uh, what do you what do you make of the what do you make of the upcoming quarterfinal between these two? Uh well, I would have had Belgium before the tournament started. I had Belgium to yep. go all the way. But this does not shape up well for them. I I think? can't see them winning. No, I can't see them winning this. Uh but I don't. I also don't want to jump off the uh, the wagon yet. It's probably going to go to extra time. I think. I think this is probably the uh, like the highlight of the round. To okay. be honest, like the highlight of the quarterfinals, yeah. given the other teams that have been knocked out, and um, you know we haven't got the big blockbuster, you know, giant European nation versus giant European nation in the quarters like we were expecting because the whole of bloody group of death got knocked out. So. You know, the group of death fucking died. Yeah, the group of death died. So I'll probably, I'm gonna stick to my bias and take Italy in this one. But I honestly don't know. It's a flip of the coin again. I reckon it's closer to Italy than, than Belgium. I would give Italy a better chance. They're I think they're fitter, a better team. They're playing better. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still terrified of what Big Rom can do up front. So. And he's due a big performance as well. Yeah. If he wants it, to get the golden boot, he's due. It probably really depends who slots in and takes De Bruyne's spot. Like, obviously, I was talking about it with uh, Bebo today, who we had on the pod a few weeks back. But he, um, yeah, he said Belgium can afford to lose De Bruyne more than they can afford to lose Lukaku. Good call. Just in, good terms, call. in terms of their replacements, you know. Um, Outside of Lukaku, they really don't have much in the way of strikers. So, because who, who did they bring on to replace him in the game? Was it uh, was it Dries Mertens that they brought on? Might have been, yeah, very different player. Also, yeah, they also brought on Carrasco as well. I know both of them can probably play in that that area. 
Carrasco, um, not as much. He makes a good point. Carrasco, very not much, as much. A, a wide player. Dries Mertens can play as a striker, but yeah. Oh, so I was talking about um, the attacking midfield role. Oh, the attacking midfield role. Yeah, because yeah, no, I, t- I totally yeah. agree with Bebo because you look yeah. on the bench and they've got Benteke and Bashwai. These guys aren't lighting it yeah. up in, by any means. I think you are... Uh, I don't know if uh, Thorgan just plays more central. Ooh, that's a good shout. And you push Carrasco he, back out to the wing. Thorgan is, yeah. He is very versatile, Thorgan Hazard. Um, and Carrasco, you'd think Carrasco will play on the wing, I, I'd assume. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But with also Eden Hazard out as well, I mean, this is headaches for Belgium. It's headaches going forward. Yeah. And, um, a rough time. and they've got that. They've got a slow defense and you've got the over, overlapping fullback, wingbacks of Italy. Yeah. The, oh, it's going to be a fantastic game. Yeah. yeah. And I think Chiesa will start as well for Italy. Insigne is incredible. Immobile He's had a great deadly, tournament. So, and Italy's yeah. midfield is just so controlling. So I I think they yeah I think they'll get the upper hand, but it wouldn't surprise me if Belgium did win because they still have a lot of quality going forward. This is the thing. This is it has to be Belgium's tournament because if they if they don't win this European Championships, I can't see them winning anything. That golden, in this golden window generation. is slipping away, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's this going is it. very fast. Yeah, they've been number one in the world for like a good four or five years now, and they yeah. really haven't collected anything. Yeah. Um, we might leave that one there. Um, You're right, though. Best best tie of the round. Yeah, it's definitely the best tie of the round. Um, if we go look at... Uh, if we go back to the round of 16, Wales absolutely pumped by Denmark. This Denmark side... <laughs> Which you called. Uh, yeah, I did think Wales are crap and Denmark are decent. I need to apologise to... Uh, a friend of a friend of the show who uh stated that um well stated that Denmark were elite going into the tournament and I was like yeah they're not elite you know they have some good players but they're not elite um they're playing some pretty elite football though and without uh, yeah. arguably their best how player he, how did he define elite as in like their ranking or their their performances like as in i think did we their, just miss them? The names, the names in their starting eleven. Some of the names in their starting eleven were of a, of elite quality. Okay, well, I guess that, they do have a I, Barcelona I still, striker. I still somewhat disagree with, but they obviously can put it together as a team very well. And I didn't realize they'd uh, they'd snuck their way into the top ten in the world before this tournament. Uh, so they must have. They must be building towards this. Mm. Must have had a really good qualifying campaign euro league or whatever it is euro nations league whatever it is yeah um uh, you look at their team i mean there's obviously premier league talent in there kasper schmeichel andreas christensen uh pierre holberg and then mark braithwaite obviously plays for barcelona yeah kasper dolberg is everyone's favorite fifa striker for Isn't years he? and years and years what a oh, signing dude, on what FIFA. A beast. yeah big tall strong i have uh, to say he um, fast, great finishing he hasn't in his real life career hasn't quite yet lived up to his FIFA, <laughs> his FIFA careers everyone's had. Like so many beyond so many that have gone past us have suffered the same fate. I always think of Freddie Ardu, the young American that was yeah. supposed to light the world on fire and he yep. just never did it. <laughs> yeah. There's been a few of them. Um, Who does he play for at Dolberg? Uh, was Ajax. I'm not sure where he is now. 
Um, Could still do. Do you want to have, have a quick Google? We can Google something on the show for probably the first time. Uh, looks like he plays for Nice, I think. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's at Nice. He's in France. He's for Nice. Yep. There you That's go. That's bizarre to me. That's bizarre. Although, decent record, 17 of 48. It's not that bad. Yeah, it is. It's probably not the step up from Ajax that people would expect, though. When no, you think of no, not players all. that come through from Ajax that are good, you know, the next step well, is usually a Premier League club or, you know, a top a top competing, a club that's competing for league titles or Champions League. You look at you look at the other Ajax players in that group that he came through, and obviously Delit, who had a massive a massive impact in the Netherlands game, and uh, Frankie De Jong as well. Like, you wonder yeah. why he went to Nice. Anyway, he's yeah. great. He's great, and he had a really good game, and he scored a, he scored a really good goal. Um, yeah, did he get a double? He got a double, yeah. He got the first two. Yeah, he did. He yeah. got the first two, yeah. And then they got they got two more late. Um, the only other note yeah, the I red... really have on the, this game is, yeah, that red card. The red card, yeah. Pure. Part of me really... <laughs> part of me really respects that. It's like, <laughs> if we're going out... <laughs> we're know, going out swinging. If we're going out, I'm going out. I think because it wasn't like... It wasn't... What, it's a blatant red card, but it wasn't really that dangerous a no. tackle it was just it was no, a blatant a blatant violent kind of trip from behind with it it wasn't like a raging studs up flying tackle it was just he just kicked him no <laughs> it just, wasn't that it wasn't that kick to the head that we saw in the victorian premier league the other week i didn't probably, see uh, that one a couple months yeah. ago yeah. oh shit i'm gonna put it uh i'll send it to you after it's brilliant right. but yeah i just um part of me is always like you know oh well, i'm gonna lose I'd like to see someone do that when we're losing, just to. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it's just stupid. to rev me up a little look, bit. You look back on it later and you're like, ah, oh, that was dumb. But you yeah. will. He will. He will always regret it as well. But Probably, I totally yeah. empathise with him in the position. Ah, hundred percent. It's a it's a way better it's a way better statement than Gareth Bale walking off uh, mid press conference or mid post match yeah. interview. Yeah. When asked, "Are you going to play for Wales again?" and he just walks away, and it's like, "Well, that's uh, symbolic." If he's uh, he's um, he makes it hard to defend him sometimes, doesn't he, Gareth? Oh, he didn't show up. I really, I really put him forward as the X Factor player. Yeah, like just go out there and actually show us that you are worth three hundred thousand euros a week. Yeah, like, what? Because I think everyone's <laughs> everyone's taken his side in the Real Madrid thing, but he's sure because it's still funny. Just it, yeah. But he still just looks, you know, whatever. Because this is the one time that he should show up for your national team. If this is the, if you yep. don't want to play for Real Madrid, that's fine. If you want to bank checks every week because they signed you to a massive contract and they're idiots, whatever. Okay, that that is funny. It's a good example of what everything is wrong with modern football. Yep. Gareth Bale, Real Madrid, the big contract, everything. But if you're gonna sign up, play for Wales, take you know someone else's spot, and then just perform like that, it's just yep. it's inexcusable. And yep, he should nah. be asked questions like, are you ever going to play for Wales again? Because his performance sucked. Yeah. And he's he's obviously probably the biggest footballer that country's had in a long time. Or since, since gigs, gigs. For sure. Since gigs. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, I don't know why he would just walk out like that. Um, people are well within their rights to ask, like you said. Yeah. Uh, we might keep it moving along because uh, we tend to stall on some of this, but... We've got plenty of other games to get through. The other one... <laughs> there are a few, yeah. With Denmark Denmark winning, they go through to a quarterfinal against 
the Czech Republic after mm. what I think would have been a it's I think we both had ne- Netherlands pretty comfortably despite we not did, minding yeah. what we've seen from the Czechs. Um, Czech Republic beating Netherlands 2-0. Bit of a shock. Comfortable. I didn't watch it. But Comfortable. Yeah. Um, the red card uh, shifted the entire game, I thought. Was it a red card? Um, it's probably a I red th- card. It seems harsh, but it, it probably is a red card. In your standard everyday league match. I When I was watching it, I, I noted down at the time, it's a red card. And you know how yeah. notoriously I hate to give yeah, yeah. the referee credit. Yeah. I thought it was a red. Yeah, yeah I thought it, it was. It had to be a red. Um, yeah. It just feels harsh on the knockout international football stage, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Playing for your country. For sure. it, yeah, it feels so much riding on, on these games. It feels And it feels harsh on Delit because he was the difference in that game. Like he was, the Netherlands didn't have a shot on target the entire game. And that's, yep. that says a lot. Um, and that, uh, Czechs obviously have uh, Schick up top, who is yep. the second top scorer in the Euros. And he is very well, he's looking very good to go on and win the Golden Boot, which would be a fucking massive achievement. It would definitely seal a move to a mid-table Premier League team. Um, yeah. Uh, and he was a monster against him. He shut him down, kept him quiet. His play out the back was brilliant. He was moving into midfield and breaking it up as well. He was everything to the Netherlands and it, you know, he's, he's sending off. And then 10 minutes later, the Czechs get the breakthrough. That makes perfect sense. This really just was yep. a game decided by the red card. And it's so unfortunate because he's such a great, he seems like such a great guy and he's a really yeah, good player. He is. Um, and I completely agree with everything you just said there. Uh, it's just, as football, I guess, sometimes. It is. Rough. Yeah, it's football. It's rough. Um, it's unforgiving, especially in knockout tournament. I'm looking forward to him having a pretty big season. I don't like Juve at all, but I like this guy and I hope he can have a pretty good season and they can kind of drop one of either Bonucci or Chiellini more often and give this guy game time because it's about time he gets pretty regular football because he's a star. For sure. If he's he hasn't played that much over the last season and to walk into a tournament like this, be the number one guy for your team, uh, for your national team, yeah, he's shown that yep. he can do it. So they're they're going to be lethal next season. Juve, they're going to be very wounded, and they're going to fire back for sure. Oh, they are going to fire back big time. That's going to happen. Um, we'll move on to the next lot, but the we can talk about these two games here because uh, Spain play Switzerland in a quarterfinal How? after. How? After Spain beat Croatia 5-3 and Switzerland beat France on penalties, we'll start with the we'll maybe start with the Spain and Croatia game. Um, Just you, the, did you catch the craziest, this? yeah, the craziest day of international craziest night football, of football. Yeah, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, I was so amped from the Spain Croatia game that I kicked on to the night, and I was not disappointed, man. Oh, what? so good. Oh, yeah. dude. Um. And it's funny because I was listening. I was listening back to our pod from the previous one, and Spain Croatia was the closest we got to a good prediction. We said that it was going to be hell for leather. They're going to let loose at each other. Croatia need to step up their game. They're going to fire, yeah. bang, they did it. But we also said Spain just create such a multitude of chances that they're they more yeah. likely to score more goals, and that is yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah, that that's exactly what happened, and even with. Um... Marata being Marata, 
Like <laughs> he did get one though. <laughs> yeah, and it was a good goal. But um, true. Yeah, true. 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 Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna get at something about you. You obviously know how I feel about Spain. I want them knocked out asap. <laughs> I agree. No, I'm I, with you. I can't stand. There's something about this team I can't stand that they can be so average at times, but just have this obnoxiousness <laughs> and arrogance about them. Every time they score a goal, it's like that's the goal that's won them the World Cup. And yeah, it's like, it's like can it's we the just, best goal that's ever been Can scored. you just put a lid on it, please? And for someone like Murata, who's been so dog shit this tournament, has he missed two penalties? Yeah, just yeah. one. He's missed two penalties no, two. in two different games. He's missed two now. Yeah, and he scored that goal. It was a good goal, but let's just keep a lid on it, mate. Like you've got bigger fish to fry now. You're Spain, after all. Um, yeah, this is yeah. Croatia. I mean, yeah, they're just. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about it, but yeah, it was the same when, like, uh, when Sarabia scored the equalizer to make it one all. It was one all before half time, and he ran off to the corner. And like there was a big, yeah, that's fine. You run to the corner like everyone does. And then the team came and there was a big like huddle. And then everyone yeah, the got, bench comes off. You know, when everyone like everyone clears off and the player who scored is still standing in the corner on their own, just having their last yeah. little moment to themselves. Like, mate, praying or whatever. You are a hack at PSG and you just scored a tap in at the Euros against Croatia. It's an equalizer in the first half. It's the sort of goal where you should be pumped, not celebrating like you're the king of the world. And he standed there and did he did this stupid salute to the camera or to the crowd oh, or whatever. And it's like, just fuck salutes. off back to your position and play football, man. I God. Hate but yeah, at one one at that point in the Spain. game, he should be in the net fighting the goalkeeper for the ball to put it back on halfway. <laughs> should he in the first and half? You should be, yeah. <laughs> definitely. At one nil down, because they were pretty close to half time. He shouldn't yeah. be like milking it like he did, but I think this is why everyone None, loves like you know the the old like Thomas Muller style celebrations where it's just like well like if you compare it to like the Croatian we get we're being pretty picky let's be honest but like the celebration of the Croatians where it's more like when they score it's like a pumped up thing and they're like yeah like let's go let's go get another one yeah fuck yeah <laughs> not like hey how good are we we scored yeah it's like you know that's uh, what it is. Completely that's, different. Yeah, that's the sh- completely different ideas of how the game is the game is run. Yeah, or or how successes should be celebrated culturally as well. But that's yeah. a I have another a, story. We're going to come back to it because I have another note on it from another game. But um, just quickly, the last few notes on this one. If you have anything, Croatia and Spain. You got anything? Oh, else? I'm pretty wrapped actually for that one. No, pretty I just wrapped, yeah. It, it's been I mean, said. Like, it's, yeah, everything's been said. been said. Uh, everyone watched it. It was it was awesome. It's That's gonna, all that really needs to be gonna said. It's going to go down. It's, it'll probably be the game it's, of the it's tournament. It's in the history books, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Along with the other game from that night, uh, well, early morning, France and Switzerland. Switzerland getting through on penalties. Have you ever seen anything <sighs> so ridiculous in your life? I, do, I don't even know where to start. Like, I have, you can't even take it chronologically because it doesn't make think, sense. It doesn't make sense. I think the best way to put it out is just to talk about Switzerland's kind of, you know, the result Switzerland got is usually is the sort of result that usually it's the other way around. 
True. In that Switzerland scored early and they were up. And they had a, they had a chance to go 2 0 ahead, missed a penalty and blew it. Found themselves, what, 3 1 down. And then, was it 3 1 down? Yeah. Yeah, they were two down. goals down. And then coming yeah, back they to scored three, first, all, yeah. 3 all at the death. Also, know, with re- almost the last kick of the game. Also, in response to probably one of the, probably the goal of the tournament so far in Paul Pogba's, which Pogba's? we'll come back to. Oh, incredible. Yeah. And then to go on um, and just like hold on through extra time and then win it on penalties. Just incredible. And having someone like Mbappe miss the final penalty. You couldn't write it. If someone told you this was going to happen before the tournament, you'd just be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yep. Get the get out of here, you yep. fucking meth addict. Get out of here. <laughs> you meth What have you been smoking, you fucking cracky? <laughs> yeah. Because when, when Benzema scores those two goals in two minutes, you think... What a tournament okay, he had. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> no, he was he was good. He was, he was he had a great tournament. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I, I thought it was scored okay. Good goals. His team didn't help much. No, his they've no, been his pretty team poor. Didn't score. Let's in be this, honest. In this France game, been really Benzema was great. Yeah, they've been poor yeah. through the whole way. They they only got five points in the group stage. Like they have been. Yeah. Poor. That, do you think? Do you think they rocked up thinking that they're going to walk this in or what? What I, has changed? I don't know. If they the thought same they, team. I don't know if they thought they were going to walk it in, but I, they thought they were. They thought they were winning this pretty. Yeah, they thought they were getting through for sure. Um, the only probably change since the World Cup, like some of the the younger attacking players have obviously gotten better, but they're at centre-back is probably where they're weak and that kind of shows in the goals they conceded. I've been saying it all along, but Kimpembe is... this up in the first pod, yeah. Kim, Kimpembe is cabbage, <laughs> so... <laughs> You've got him there instead of, I guess, during the time of the World Cup, you had players like Umtiti that were playing regularly for Barcelona um, or, or Mathieu, who was playing regularly for Barcelona as well. So, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that Umtiti um, penalty that he gave away against Australia in the World Cup, though? Uh, how no, I, di- I do not. The handball where he just, like, he leapt in the air, but his arms oh. outstretched. Yeah, there was heaps of them that World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Was it the first VAR? Anyway. Anyway. I just, I think the French, uh, France at centre back aren't, it's, it hasn't been good for many, many years. And they have been exposed this entire tournament. Yeah. They played, they played three at the back this time um, with Varane, who apparently is going to Man United now. And uh, is it Charles Lenglet? And it, just, it did not work. Yeah, it has not worked from the outset. And they've been yep. susceptible to goals. And, you know, we said it last week, France are there to get at. And Switzerland fucking got at them, man. And what a great sight it was to see. It was excellent. This is, this is tournament football. Yeah. High, a high caliber of goals from both sides. And obviously, we have to talk about Paul Pogba's. Just outrageous. There's not really much to Why say about it? it. It's just that it's amazing. Why doesn't he do this in the Premier League every week? That's what I want to know. I think that's what we all want to know. Like, even as non-Man United fans, we want to know why one of the best midfielders in the world doesn't do this week in, week out at Man United. Maybe he's not one of the best midfielders in the world. 
I think he is. But we see this it. This is so a different conversation. We we saw it at Juve. We do we see it at Juve, yeah. We still see it when he plays for France. It's just not happening for him at United. Yeah. Which begs the question. <laughs> it does. Is is Ollie really in the whip? <laughs> <laughs> so I told you we was going to go back to celebrations. But um, Paul Pogba's celebration, <laughs> if we can talk about <clears throat> yep. it. All right. This is Please, why indulge me. This is why I get the shit so much with over celebrating. So he scored a worldie. Cool. He's probably entitled to think his team are going to win that game from there. But <laughs> the celebration is one thing, right? So he celebrates. The team comes and huddles around him, just like the Sarabia goal. Then they will go off back to their positions. He's still standing there. Pogba's yeah. still standing there. Him and Kim Pembe do this dance together. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm all for people having fun and dance. By all means, people dance. But as a goal celebration, when it's just dragging on for this long, because they do this little dance together, and then Kim Pembe runs off, and Paul Pogba's standing there, and then on his he own, stays there. he does another dance just on his own, <laughs> like doing whatever it is he's doing. And then to see his stupid smug head at the end after they lose and get knocked out on penalties just made my day. There you go. I've teed off on Pogba a bit there, but whatever. No, I think it's, I think it's fair because it's, it's such, it's just a reflection of modern football and it's a reflection of Instagram culture, TikTok culture. It's trying to bite size these spectacular moments and like market them and brand them in a way that can yeah. be sold as a product. He's trying sure. to, yeah, he's trying to capitalize on this particular moment. Yeah. I don't know if you know anything about NFTs. Have you heard about this no. in, the art, in the digital art world? No. It's like they're selling art now that has no material product or value. Yeah. And it's, this is almost in the same vein. And it really, it detracted from the performance in the end because they got fucking yeah. rolled. They did. They got rolled in the end, and it's just... Pogba, Pogba scored his penalty, though, didn't he? I think so, yeah. Did he take one? Did he take the one? Only, well, the only one that missed was Actually, Mbappe. I can't remember now. The only one that missed Actually, was Mbappe, remember. so, yeah. Which was a dog shit penalty. Like, was. just the perfect height for the goalkeeper. Well, he's had a dog shit You've got to guess the right way. He has, yeah. He has. I saw a... I saw a super clip of um, all of his missed chances and there were a few missed chances and they were not close by any means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's harsh on the guy? He's very young. He is. He I still thought about this the other incredible day. Incredible career. I thought about this the other day and I was thinking about, um, yeah, as people go, people fly off the handle on stuff like this, but uh, there's stuff about Mbappe. Obviously I love his, the way he wants to play the game in terms of attacking and like the way he runs, he wants to score goals all the time. He beat defenders and do a lot of his own, like the stuff, like he look, it looks enjoyable. It's fun to watch, but what isn't is he has, he has this side of his game that is, you know, massive flops to the floor and rolling around just like his mate Neymar does at PSG. And that, that stuff really puts me off. If he can get a hold of that sort of thing and improve that, um, you know, all the how many people have missed pen- Messi misses penalties, Ronaldo misses penalties, you know. Yep. Don't Bad you ever miss that penalty. 
and Gascon really missed the penalty. Everyone's missed the penalty, man. We can say Mbappe's had a bad Duke tournament. Can penalty. Yeah. Duke can miss the penalty. But Duke missed the penalty. We can say Mbappe's had a bad tournament, which he has, but don't forget that this tournament is like that's four games. Which if he had four bad games in a row in a league season, it would be quickly forgotten about when his next four games he scores a bunch of goals and you know. So uh people should probably get off his back on it. Now that you've said that, PSG not winning the league could almost tie back into Mbappe's poor seasonal form coming into the tournament. It could be a confidence hit for sure. Yeah, but by all, all reports in the camp, Mbappe's come into this French side much contrasted to 2018, humble, very thankful to be yep. here, Mbappe. He's come into this one very egotistical, very... I am the man. I am the one well, that, that you should be channeling everything through. That would also play into the the emerging kind of flop side of his game as well. True. Well, you yeah. look at who he's who he's learning from. Like you said, it's it's Neymar. Yeah. Is this a guy? Is Neymar a guy that turns up in big tournaments? So far, no. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add to that? France and uh, I don't know. Switzerland. I think we've been we're, think we're, we've been scathing enough of France. Yeah, Benzema's goals um, were great. I thought his I thought his second goal was just his. Yeah, how, like you said, like you said before the tournament, how does this guy keep eclipsing like new heights? How he keeps, how does he keep he keeps better? making me look stupid when I come out and criticize him. <laughs> no, you, I, I always think and I then think I, he's been a good a good advocate for him though. Yeah, I have lately only because he. Like I have been a big critic of him in the past and then he's turned around this year and he had an incredible season for Madrid. So when the team didn't, so um, yeah, that's enough on that. But just quickly, Spain, Switzerland, I think you'll probably be in the same boat as me. I think Spain once same, similar, similar to Croatia. I think they'll just make too many chances. I don't know. This is the one that I think is the flip of the coin. Whereas you said Belgium, Italy. Mm. I reckon this is the one that could go either way. Uh, Switzerland just have this resolution to them that looks so far above and beyond any of the other lower, lower nation teams that have tried to pit their wits against the bigger teams. They did. I, I just think that might've been their race. That That might've just run. That might've been their cup final. It's going to be very tough to back that up. And Spain will just create, they're going to create so many chances. They're going to score at least a couple. So they were also pushed to the limit, though. It's it's they were, yeah. It's almost a good thing that these two teams are matching up because they played the same amount of minutes. They've been through similar games. Yeah, they've come out of different, you know, different groups that represent a different kind of. I think it's going to be a really good contest, and yep. I would not be surprised to see Switzerland get up in this. For sure. All right, I'm taking Spain though, so we'll roll on. Fair. We'll roll on. Um, we'll try and get through it. We're going on a bit. But the last two games, obviously, we'll see England play Ukraine in the quarterfinal after England beat Germany 2-0 and Ukraine beat Sweden 2-1. What have you got? Uh, I thought <laughs> the, U- the Ukraine result was the one that really got me. That last-minute winner, and that is the latest of minutes that you can score a fucking goal to yeah. push your nation through. And yep. did you see the backstory of this guy? Who scored the, the goal? 
the goal scoring winner, I can't remember his name now, which is okay. really disrespectful to the guy that's fucking. <laughs> he was like, he was a guy that he fled um, war torn Russia into the Ukraine at age four. He didn't, his parents took him, obviously, but yeah, um, he was knocked back by three Russian clubs because they looked at him as like some sort of um, exile, treasonous man, and he couldn't play in the Russian Premier League or whatever. Uh, it was uh, Dovbyuk. I'm going yeah, to have a guess Ar- at that. Artem, Artem Dovbyuk. Yeah, Artem Dovbyuk. Dovbyuk. And he finally got to go in like Div 2 fucking Austria or some, just some really random league. Yeah. And now look at him. He's scoring the winner for his nation in the round of 16. And it's such a great story. Yeah, huge. Uh, they... They kind of I the last time I remember watching Ukraine play was in that 2006 uh World Cup where they went through they got to the quarterfinal where they eventually lost to they lost to Italy in the quarterfinal after Italy beat us. We were yeah. supposed to play them. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And we fancied our tel- uh, we fancied ourselves as a World Cup semi-finalists because of that. <laughs> we thought yeah, you know, I think had we gotten past we Italy ourselves. we would have beaten Ukraine. But uh Yeah. Yeah, Maybe big not. result for them. Big result for them through to a quarterfinal. Sweden, um, I don't really, I didn't, I think I mentioned it last week, but I haven't really seen either of these two teams play this tournament yet. So I don't really have anything to add on that. We should probably just jump straight into England and Germany because that was, that's the big one a lot of people were looking forward to this round. Yeah, what do you think? Did you watch it? I watched the first half and then I just, I fell asleep. I just could not go any longer. Um, and it was fucking boring as shit again. It was. It really was. It was nothing like the night before where we had seen, or two nights before we had seen yeah. the the Spain Croatia games and stuff, the France games. Yeah. Uh, the f- and even if we're not England- trying to, even if we're not having it in contrast to those two games, just in general as a football game, just yeah. Obviously, I only saw the first half, like I just said, but yeah, just nothing. England are, England are going to bore us to death and win the tournament, aren't they? That's what's going it's, to happen. It looks likely. Yeah, it does look very that's, likely. That's what usually happens. A team will bore you. I mean, look at Portugal. It's the exact, They're playing the Portugal playbook and it's working to an absolute fucking tee. Yep. The thing that I really enjoyed about this game is that we said in the last pod, if Kane had not done anything by the 60th minute, yank him, get rid of him, put yep. DCL on. Do something. Just put anyone on. Yeah. And Harry Kane scores the ceiling goal in the uh, last five minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah. This is why you leave a weapon like that up top. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they got the result they needed, I guess. They keep managing to get the result they need somehow. And uh, this, I need to touch on Germany being pretty underwhelming as well. This tournament, everyone from that group being pretty underwhelming. Yeah, the group of death ended up being probably the weakest group of all because none of these sides are featuring anywhere. Yep. I kind of wish Hungary got through. Same. Because Hungary would have put up a better performance and a better fight yep. against England at Wembley than Germany did. That was so just, in the um, it was so uncharacteristic. In the half of football I did see, I saw England dominating the ball, moving it pretty slowly, as they do all the time. As they do. And Germany not getting a touch of it. And then when they did get a touch of it, they were somehow trying to bomb a massive long ball over the top for Timo Werner to run onto. And it's just like, what, what, a, 
what are you trying to do here? What Germany, the country that's brought us such brilliant football the last decade or two, um, their style of play that's so exciting for everyone to watch. A lot of players coming from Bayern and the exciting football they play with zippy wingers and very midfielders that are just technically brilliant on the ball like Goretzka. And then they dish up that crap. Nonsense. I um I want to give Southgate credit for this because he went um he totally schooled uh, Yogi Low in this game. He um I mean Southgate should have stuck his fingers up Yogi's ass <laughs> and got Yogi to sniff them because Southgate made him his bitch. He played man to man in every position yep. and just totally nullified every sort of attacking outlet they had and even even the defensive calmness that Germany they love to build from the back. It's a stereotype, but they are an organized nation. And England did not let them settle on the ball whatsoever. So yeah. I full credit to Southgate, full credit to the England performance. Um, over 90 minutes, they were just the better footballing team. It it looked, it kind of looked like Man City beating West Brom. Oh no, not West Brom, maybe Man City beating Southampton or like Wolves or something in the middle of a season where you know they've won a few games in a row. This is just a, a game that they have to go out and get three points. And that's what it looked like to me. England were just so assured and dominant. And they yeah. really look like the real deal this time. They are playing the sort of, as boring as it is, the sort of football that to- uh, teams teams win tournaments with, you know? Yeah. So that's is it, it's frustrating is it so to boring? watch. Because but... we, enjoyed the, we enjoyed the Scotland 0-0 draw. And I thought... The Croatia game was okay in the first half. You know what? This game looking, was okay. Looking back on it, I'm not sure I did enjoy the England-Scotland game that much. Oh, I, shit. I okay. think sometimes I think it has a lot to do with the setting you watch a football game in, you know? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I was watching it with a big group of people and, you know, at the local soccer the club. The atmosphere and got you. The atmosphere was pretty good in there and we were just kind of chatting about the game as it went on and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it, it can't have been that good a game <laughs> and looking at all of England's other games, I don't really want to see another one. <laughs> what am I going to do? Okay. When... Oh no. When it, when it comes home, what are we going to do? When what it am comes I going to do when they play Spain in the semifinal? I just don't watch, just <laughs> <laughs> opt out, opt out, bet on both of them to lose. Is that who they'll play in a semi-final they get through? I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. But um, it sounds like something we would predict and not know. So uh, we're taking uh, England beat Ukraine pretty comfortably. Not comfortably, but they'll do it. I mean, comfortable <laughs> it won't be comfortable the, for the English fans. I mean, comfortable in the sense that uh, they control the game without yeah. putting the scoreboard to rest. I would say first half goal and second half goal last 10 minutes to seal it. Yeah. Fair. Maybe an early one, 13th minute or something like that. Sterling. Yeah. Sterling's having a really good tournament. Maybe we should shout out a couple of players at England. Sterling's been good. Calvin Phillips has been monster. Uh, Declan Rice has been pretty good. Pickford, I thought, had a really good game, actually. Yeah. Made a few really important saves in that one. And we, oh, we haven't even talked about Muller. That chance that he spurned at one nil down, where Raheem gives it to him on a fucking platter, basically. Yeah, they are underwhelming Germany. 
Oh, two kind of underwhelming teams going knock, yeah, going head to head. Yeah. Did you um did you see the see the English fan result? Uh the the major trending Twitter topic was uh the fans maybe going a little bit too overboard on the uh the young German girl crying in the stands. Uh, I did see this and I wasn't gonna touch on it, but um You don't want to talk about it. You've brought it up, but yeah, I just kind of dodgy i think uh i don't know i take everything from twitter with you know i don't know twitter just sucks really it's i don't know yeah but twitter twitter is still programmed mostly 80 percent by people and it's still it still reflects the opinion and the notions of of people that are, you know, watching the game. Obviously, it's not a always few a, people it's on not Twitter that don't represent opinion. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's often a false thing as well. Like how many people on there have their own their own name and face like you know? I don't personally I don't. Yeah. So, it's hard to know. But also, what made me want to bring it up because I was listening to the um the Square Ball podcast before this. And that's the Leeds United podcast. They're doing like a Euro ball special content yeah. over the summer. And they kind of brushed it off as like a fairly normal act, as in like English fans have forever laughed in the faces of the opponents that they've beaten, which I don't disagree with. Two world wars, obviously, rah, rah, rah. Um, but this, this kind of felt weird i didn't i did not like this at all there was nothing and and it's weird because the english media networks highlighted this girl over and over and over and over this poor fucking girl has been broadcast all over the world now crying yeah on the basis that a couple of fans paid her out for the fact and just the whole thing is just so grim it's so gross yeah it is grim and that's yeah that kind of plays into why i didn't really want to talk about it it's like yeah uh yeah it's just a world like the troll world online you know yeah and i, I bet most of those people those people would never say that thing out loud you would hope to not. that you would hope to not. that person's to that person you know what i mean um so just what yeah, I, take what I hope, brain of salt kind of thing. What I hope is that if in, in the real world, if an English fan saw a young girl, like nine, 10 years old, crying after the result, I would hope that they would console her. Like, I hope that they would go to the dad, shake his hand, rah, 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 whatever, whatever dudes yeah, do. Yeah. And then like pick the little girl up and hug her and say like, it's okay. You yeah. lost and it sucks and it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but it's going to get better and you're going to win games and you're going to lose games. And this is just it. This is life. Yeah. But I'm happy that we both were at this game. That's what I would prefer, but it's obviously, obviously not how I it's think we all would, but yeah, that's not how it goes down. I don't, th- but, uh, I don't think we all would. I think there's a lot of people reveling in the fact that this little girl was crying, but yeah. Anyway, it right. just, it kind of just put a dampener on it for me. It did put a dampener. Thanks for bringing it onto the pod and, Putting a dampener on the end of the pod. Well, it, it should be mentioned because everyone's fucking yeah. absolving it and I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick of yeah. hearing the English like, you hurt Germany, hurt two world wars, hurt, we beat them. We should, you, so we should celebrate like, fuck <laughs> off, man. Are you kidding yeah. me? This, you, 70 it, years ago, you can't. Relax. Yeah. Yeah, all right. 
<laughs> you know where I stand on ago. this, so we're not we're not going into it. But um, <laughs> you know, if English fans want to rave on about history and um, you know being very anti-German because of a war 80 years ago, they should probably pick up uh, one of their own history books. And we might leave it there before we get too political on this football pod. Yeah? We'll Great. wrap it there. We'll come back next week, I guess, and talk about the uh, quarterfinals that would have been and the, maybe the semis. I don't know when the schedule says they're meant to be played, but, you know. Uh, the first game is played Friday night, Saturday morning for us. It's Switzerland. The quarters, Spain, yeah. 130. I'm not sure when the, I'm assuming the semis are maybe midweek. Yeah, Wednesday, 7th of July. Yep. It's the first one. Yep. Yep. So we'll see how we go. We'll try and get one in before the semis, but if not, it'll be after the semis and we'll cover it all. But yep. We'll see how we go. Did we miss a game? No, we're good. Nah, Let's we go. got through it all. We're good. Thanks Peace. for listening. Love Euros. Ciao.